Fridays at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. Yo, 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 yo. DCC, good morning. Good good morning, y'all. How's everyone doing today? Good, I hope. Hope everyone's doing good. Oh my. Who cares about that though? How's everyone feeling this morning? Good? I hope you I hope you're ready, because the Niners are they're still doing stuff. They're still doing stuff, y'all. They're they're still doing things. We had three signings yesterday. Ant, Ant went on and was talking about how after the DJ signing and and after uh, oh gosh why am I why am I blanking on this now but I'm, I'm blanking on whoever else yeah, I I went live on uh, Jordan Willis early in the morning and then not too long after that Jeff Wilson Jr. and Dante Johnson both signed and Ant came on and said you know hey I I don't know I don't know if there's gonna be much else um I agreed with him I, I didn't think there'd be much else to talk about but Kerry Hardy is back in San Francisco the Niners have brought Terry Hyder back into the fold and <laughs> Jason Cogna right now saying now I know they officially are cheap as heck <laughs> look it's not that they're cheap as heck it's that the Niners this is how they build um this is how they view building a roster uh they're still doing things cheap cheap things um they are they are filling out a roster you have a 90 man roster to fill um that, that's that's what the thought process is in the plan is they're trying to build out that 90-man roster and build out some depth and some rotation that that's a lot of guys in the depth rotation you have bosa you have Hyder, you have kinlaw armstead d ford ebucom um in that rotation right now that doesn't you know include maurice hurst that doesn't include kevin Givens, right that doesn't include jordan willis that you just brought back into the fold charles and many as well um you know they, i think they had 11 guys already on the d line and they kept 11. So you have to imagine they're going to bring in a few more. They're probably going to bring in two to three more guys. Kerry Hyder's now one of those guys. 100% one of those guys. Jason, if you don't have the money to spend, you have to spend it more wisely. That's Greg David. You do have to spend it more wisely. And the Niners are sitting in a, in a particular, well, not particular, but a kind of precarious situation with the cap. Um, and with Jimmy Garoppolo still here and on the books, you can't just go uh, spending that money willy-nilly. You have to bring in the right guys at the right price. And, and a shocking Shocking development. Uh, Chris Kisarek is enticing for defensive linemen. <clears throat> He's just enticing. So you have a situation where Kerry uh, Hyder has played his best football with Chris Kisarek. He had eight and a half sacks in 2020. He goes to Seattle, gets cut because it's not Chris Kisarek's system. He just does not play well for people who aren't named Chris Kisarek. And in a surprising turn of events, you you have Kerry Hyder now coming in and Potentially, I mean, Hassan Ridgeway as well got brought in. You now have Kerry Hyder as well coming into the fold. Um, I think this may signal that you you may not see Arden Key back with this group. It, it doesn't feel like Arden Key is coming back. It really doesn't. Um, and that, that may be shocking for some people, but it was always going to be tough to re-sign Arden Key if that money was going to be crazy. So I, I won't be surprised today if by this afternoon there's some sort of Arden Key news and Arden Key is not coming back to San Francisco. Because it really does feel like the Niners are preparing for life after Arden Key. That, that's what it seems like right now. Uh, damn, just cut Jimmy. You have the money. Boom. You you would, except you actually wouldn't, Jason. If you cut Jimmy Garoppolo right now, he's got an injury clause in his contract. 
um, you actually only end up saving like $7.5 million. So you have like 7.5 in cap space. That doesn't give you the money that you think it gives you. Um, so uh, the Niners, are, they're not going to do that. Um, that. That is not the plan. The plan right now is to fill out the 90 man. That's that's the plan. And they're doing that. Um, they're doing that with, with restraints against the budget. They're, they're able to do this. I mean, it, I really want you to think about this. They've made three restructurings and somehow been able to, to, to sign upwards, I think, of six players now at this point. And I haven't heard any announcements of any other restructurings that have gone on. And a, a couple of the contract details came out yesterday as well. Jeff Wilson Jr.'s contract came out. It's the vet minimum. It's the vet exemption minimum salary. So he's going to get 1.035. Um, it's going to be an 865K cap hit um, and then incentives to, to escalate you know, above and beyond that. So, I mean, the, the Niners are doing exactly what they need to do to fill out a roster and not spend a bunch of money. Um, they're just not making big moves right now. And maybe that's because they feel they have the horses and the pieces in place already. Possibly. Um, but uh, I get it, though, jo Jason. I do. It's just frustrating. They're two or three players uh, plays away from a Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. I just want the that big signing. Everyone wants the big signing. I want the big signing. Ant wants the big signing. Who doesn't want the big signing, right? You, you get the big signing and, and you feel like that person can make up those one or two plays. Um, but you can also draft that player. You can also draft that player. You can also, you know, build a rotation of guys who can make that play for you. That is, that is also ways that you can go about, you know, finding a way to make up those one or two plays. Right? I, I, it's just, it's interesting. It's an interesting way to build, but Kerry Hyder, who's played his best football with Chris Kasarek. At every stop that Chris Kasarek has been, that Kerry Hyder has been with him, he has played his best football. Um, he comes back to San Francisco after an eight and a half sack season just a few years ago. Um, Niners aren't going to have to pay him a whole bunch of money because there's going to be a little bit of a, I don't know if there's going to be a dead cap or anything, but there's probably a little bit of money he got made, he made from Seattle coming off of it. Um, and you're not going to have to pay him a lot. It's going to be a, a probably a vet minimum exemption salary again. $1.035 million with an 800K cap hit. That's what you're looking at. I wonder if bad production last year was due to Seattle's mediocre D-line and not being with ours um, and Chris Kasarek. It might be, John. It might be. Um, it also could just be that this has happened for Kerry Hyder everywhere he's been. If he's not with Chris Kasarek, he does not produce at the same level. That's He's a scheme fit guy. He's a scheme coach fit guy. He, he plays really well in a scheme with a coach. Guess what? He, he's back. He's back with said coach, back in said scheme fit. So, I mean, there, there's a, a really good chance here and a really good opportunity for Kerry Hyder to to be in, in a great spot and to be able to do big things. Um, this is just interesting. Very interesting indeed. So the, the deal is set to be one year, 1.5 million with 750K guaranteed and 750K available in SAC incentives. So not a vet minimum exemption salary, but uh, basically uh, one seven fifty guaranteed. It is, it is the, it is the minimum. It is the minimum that he could possibly make. And he's got 750K available to him in sack incentives. So the more sacks that he gets, the more money he gets paid up to an additional 750K. So that is a huge thing for the San Francisco 49ers. That is a huge thing for the San Francisco 49ers. And, uh, and look, I, I, in terms of depth and rotation, this is nice. This is a nice piece. We saw, we saw what Hyder had to do on extended, extended snaps, right? And extended snaps in situations um, he played pretty well in the system for Kasarik and with and for this team in 2020. Uh, if if everyone stays healthy on that D line, you're talking about him having a a very a minimalized role in terms of opportunities 
but that also means that we get the best version of Kerry Hyder on every snap. That's a positive thing for San Francisco. Um, he's he's definitely better as a rotational piece. And Seattle tried to use him as a starter and then you know mix him in as a rotational, and they never got the the formula right. San Francisco will San Francisco and Chris Caserica are going to know exactly what kind of positions to put this in, put him in. And that's not also mentioned that you know this now puts the the San Francisco 49ers at twelve defensive linemen. This puts them at twelve. There's no guarantee that all twelve of these guys are going to be on the roster. They kept eleven last year. I think that would be the max that they keep this year as well. So you you're talking they have twelve guys, and we all think, hey, there's some good depth here, some good pieces. They also they can also still go draft a guy. There is a, it's a good chance that two guys are getting drafted, and there's a couple names that are on this list of defensive linemen, both interior and on the edge, that just won't be here. It just won't be here next year. So this is a this is this is an interesting move. It's an interesting signing. Um, it may signal that Arden Key is just on the outs. Uh, and so we'll see later this afternoon if something something comes to pass with that. I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens. Rodney says, great pickup. Hyder, good depth piece, says Ray. Uh, see David here, I totally get the depth. I, I get it as well. Uh, Beef TV. So now we need to sign Verrett, possibly. We need, to, we need to send somebody in the nickel. We need, we need, to, we need to sign somebody in the nickel. That, that is for sure. Um, and, and Dante Johnson is not the guy that's going to be playing nickel. Um, he's a nice rotational guy. He's a nice depth in the room guy, but I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's the guy you want starting at that nickel spot going into next season. Uh, he's a great utility guy, and that has shown they they will bring back guys who have utility. Right, can do multiple things. Dante Johnson can do multiple things outside in the slot safety. It's a good guy to have in the room. He can plug a lot of holes, but he's leaky as well at times. So you don't necessarily want that thing being being the patchwork right you don't want that being the patchwork you want to use him if need be but not have to rely on it if if possible oh boy wake up and they sign something of interest says peter i like it peter i like it i i, I love carrie Hyder. i love carrie Hyder. i love this signing it makes sense chris kasarik always finds a way to get the best out of this guy um there's a proven track record of that and multiple stops for carrie Hyder in his career so bringing him back into the fold with this team uh, bringing him back into this room with this rotation that we have already in place is a, a nice thing. Um, and, you know, now we need to just go out and sign Gilmore. Like Marvin says, just sign Gilmore. Just just get it over with. Go go get it done. <laughs> I like it. I really do. Now we can draft offensive line first, says Coco. Uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. I think it's going to depend on... I think the Niners are setting themselves up right now in a position where they can draft best available in the second round. I think that's what they want to do, is best available player, no matter who that is. Uh, other than, obviously, quarterback. Uh, other than that. I understand everyone's frustration about free agency. However, they must remember almost all of our best pl uh, players were drafted and we've had some free agency busts. We have, John. We've had some free agency busts. We've had free agency injuries as well, bringing guys in on contracts, them not able to stay healthy. Um, the Niners right now must have looked down at the market, the guys that were going to be available, um, how much cap space they were going to have to start. And we're just like, you know what? This isn't the time. This isn't the year for that. This is the year to focus on our draft preparation. Sign the guys that we think can come in and you know rotate and, and be a part of this system and, and play a role, but maybe not necessarily be the most impactful. Um, and we got to find a way to to keep our our big guys, our main guys, fresh. Um, and, and again, we don't know how they view a, a guy like Charles Amenihue. We don't know how they view his development and what his role is expected to be. After all, we know him him or Sam Tedebicom is supposed to be filling the Arden Key role, and that's why they're just building out the depth and not resigning a guy like Key. Uh, maybe they feel Ombre Thomas is elevated or diamador lenoir is going to elevate and so you have your cornerback room kind of they feel dialed in going into the draft and you don't have to go out and make a big splash other than the one guy you already signed 
All could be the case. All could be the case. I get the depth collective production approach, but at certain positions, it hasn't worked as well as others. I feel they need a true cornerback one. Well, David, they think they, I think they think they found it. I think they think Charvarius Ward is that guy. That's, that's what it feels like. You paid him cornerback one money. You did something the Niners have not done under John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Pay a corner. Top dollar. And people can be like, well, 2019, they signed Richard Sherman. You're right, they signed Richard Sherman, but it wasn't top dollar. That was a, that was a risk. It was a, it was a low-risk, high-reward scenario. right? You pay Richard Sherman low base salary for three years. You, you hope that he returns back to the Richard Sherman of old, and if so, he's got escalators to increase that, that money up, but even then, it wasn't going to be like a butt ton. Right? It wasn't Charver- what Traverius Ward is making now. Um, you, you paid Traverius Ward top dollar. Like you paid him top dollar for a reason. Um, you think that he can be a guy that can lock down one side of the field. So this is crazy. Uh, Dolphins also just released uh, Jesse Davis and wide receiver Alan Hearns. So the, the Dolphins are, are making moves. They, they are making moves. Uh, Trevor Simeon apparently visited with the Raiders as well. Um, this is just an interesting situation here. And I, and I saw someone had asked in the chat, I think, uh, how old is Hyder? They got to get Butterball Banks in shape. Good morning, Alex Bomber. Good morning to you as well. I'm going to try and pull up uh, Terry Hyder's numbers from last year so we can kind of get an idea of what happened in Seattle and maybe why they moved on from him. Uh, here we go. I got the pro football reference stats up, the, the go-to place for stats for me in this household. He's 30. So he just turned, he just turned, well, actually he didn't just turn 30. Um, he's, uh, May 2nd is his birthday. So he is going to be turning 31 here in, in a little bit, a little bit of time. Uh, last year in Seattle, played 15 games, started seven. So <clears throat> that would, uh, that would maybe clue everyone in as to why he got cut. Um, they paid him money and only started him seven games. Uh, he had one and a half sacks. So just keep, uh, just so everyone keeps in mind, uh, 2016 was his uh, was his first full year under Chris Kassara. Because in 2015 he was injured. That was his rookie campaign. Didn't get a lot done. 2016 his first full year with Chris Kassara in Detroit. Started two games, played in 16, had eight sacks. The following year, 2017, Kassara comes with Shanahan to San Francisco. He doesn't play in 2017. In 2018. He registers one sack. 2019, one sack. Comes to San Francisco in 2020 with Chris Kasarek, eight and a half. Leaves Chris Kasarek in 2021, one and a half. So there you go. There you go. It just makes sense. It really does make sense. His his best producing tackle numbers seasons, uh, quarterback hit seasons, tackles for loss seasons. He, he has double digit tackles for loss every year under Chris Kasarek when he plays in him. Plays for him. So this is a this is a huge it's a, it's a, it is a big exciting. It is a big signing because Kasarik feels like he can get the most out of Kerry Hyder, and he's the only coach who's been able to throughout the league, consistently. So this is a, a wonderful rotational piece. It truly, truly is a wonderful rotational piece. It doesn't seem like it's ever the year. Says P. Duncan three. Hey, you're not wrong. It doesn't feel like it's ever the year for us to sign free agents, but that's not true. That's not true either. Because in 2017 they did. They went out and signed a bunch of players. Uh, I think the hardest thing for 49ers fans too right now is seeing how close we are to being talented. Seeing how close we are to being talented and just feeling like, you know, it's just one, they just want one more name, right? If it was, if it, I mean, honestly, if it was Traverius Ward and, you know, Bobby Wagner, if it was Traverius Ward and Dante Fowler, if it was Traverius Ward and just one other free agent, like big name free agent, I think 49ers fans would feel like this was an A plus free agency. I get that. 
I, I, I truly do get that. Uh, the Niners don't necessarily view it the same way, though. They don't view it the same way. They don't view this situation as a, a big-name free agent is going to fix things for us. They just don't, um, for whatever their reason is. You honestly think D Ford going to come back, says Jason? Uh, possibly. It's it's looking like it. I mean, he's hinted as much. The Niners restructured him for a reason. Um, now, granted, you saved him more money if you restructure rather than just cut him. You saved more money doing it this way. And I know people frustrated. Well, he's under contract for two more years this year and next year. And then you got to pay him the year after that in the void year. In the void year. You were correct. There is a void year on the contract, but it's a pretty minimal cap it in the void year. Um, but the, the salary cap's going up the next couple of years. So, I mean, I don't I don't mind paying D Ford void money. You already paid the contract, right? The contract's paid out. Like it, when you traded, you knew what you were getting yourself into. Uh, in 2019, it paid dividends. A healthy D Ford in 2019 paid dividends for this football team. Him and Nick Bosa terrorized uh, offensive lines. And then in 2020, you had this idea of, well, hey, if we can keep D Ford and Nick Bosa fresh by the time we get to the Super Bowl, then they're going to be even more productive. So what did they do in 2020? Oh, it was about depth. Right, starting to get that depth. Well, unfortunately, then everyone and their grandmother gets hurt. Everybody. Everybody gets hurt. Ford gets hurt. Bosa gets hurt. Solomon Thomas gets hurt. And all of a sudden, you're left with scraps there on the interior D-line. Kinlaw playing with a knee injury. Playing 90% of snaps when you were only hoping to use him in a rotational setting as, as a rookie. Uh, you know, that, that, that's, it's unfortunate, but that's, the, that's what happened. That's what happened. So if you're the Niners, you're hoping you can get something out of D-Ford. Something. And ideally, something early in the season... Maybe rest him a little bit in the middle and then have him play really well at the end of the season. But he's he's got to show it. And as of right now, you can't bank on it if you're San Francisco, which is why you're doing this, right? It's why you're building this depth out. It's why you traded for Charles Benhue. It's why you re-signed Jordan Willis. Um, you know, it's why you kept Samson Ebucom on the roster. It's why they've built out this, this D-line with depth. So that way, if he goes down, again, if D Ford is not available, it's okay. You have other guys. You have other pieces. And you can still go draft the guy as well to try and replace his production uh, also, uh, Mr. Day Day, they definitely feel that Ward is cornerback one. I hope they're right. There are some indications that he may be 100%, especially the way he covers in man and the way the 49ers has shown, especially last year on third downs, key downs, distances, situations, doesn't matter, distance, down, depth, third and short, third and, third and 10. Uh, they they want to run man. They want to run man and put pressure at the line of scrimmage or at least show pressure, and make a cornerback think twice. Um, so they will go man in crucial situations. Is Jimmy gone yet? Just wishful thinking. It's 49ers, Lakers for life. Not yet. Not quite yet. Bob Ortiz still young enough. You are not wrong, my guy. And David Campbell, you are right. Like and subscribe. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button uh, right now. We're on the way to 3K. We're trying to, to get to 3K by draft day. And we're getting close. We're getting close. We just hit 2,700 the other day. So thank you, Cutback Crew, and all the new members. And appreciate the day ones. The day ones who are in the chat constantly asking questions, plugging the channel on their socials. Uh, just just uh, doing their part for the cutback crew. We, we appreciate it. Um, literally, none of this is possible without all of you. So thank you all for, for the support for this channel. I, I really do uh, really do appreciate it and appreciates it as well. Um, now, with, if this community wasn't as uh, supportive and as interactive as you guys are, I, I think both of us would not be enjoying doing all of this free agency stuff, You know, going live to talk with all of you. I would feel like it's a drag. It definitely does it because we got all of you keeping us on our toes, which which we appreciate. I really need I, I really need the 49ers to go out and get the honey badges says P. Duncan. I, I feel you there. It would be nice to grab that. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're gonna be spending money. Um pretty much in any position right now. And and there's not a whole lot of money left to spend either. Can't forget that. There's just not much much out there right now for the Niners to spend. They haven't done any restructurings from what I understand. Um and I see Niners all day says I want Vaughn Miller, Vaughn Miller's in Denver, so 
Can't have him. Just, just, just can't assume that Denver. Bills. Buffalo. The Bills. On a huge deal. So yeah, you can't have him. Uh, but look, there's not a lot of money to spend. It's just not. Um, not, not, not much left out there to spend. I don't know how the Niners are actually spending currently, to be honest with you. I thought there was more restructures that were going to have to happen. So they must have done some very seriously creative cap stuff in order to be in the spot they're in now. And Frank, aloha from the islands. Aloha, my guy. Dolphins can afford to cut Hearns with with now having Hill, Waddle, good lord, the speed on the outside. And they still have Parker, I believe. And they have Preston Williams, David. And Mike Kosicki resigned. And Taron Armstead. And Raheem Mostert. And, and Chase Edmonds. Pain. <laughs> Just pain, man. They got so much speed everywhere. Marvin Rose, 31 sounds young to me. I'm not going to lie, Marvin. 31 sounds young to me also. It does sound young to me also. Default will come back for one game and then start complaining about his Packer neck. It, it's possible. It's possible. I feel bad for him, man. It's, what he's dealing with is no joke. Um, it, it is essentially chronic. So uh, all it takes is one thing. One little jerk motion. One thing moving the wrong way, twisting the wrong way. Uh, straining something that he shouldn't strain. And it's probably debil what he's dealing with is debilitating. When, when it flares up and acts up, it, it can't be fun. And I, I know that I've, I've seen people saying, well, I've seen, I see him out there. He's sometimes working on the side field and doing stuff. Uh, yeah, but I mean, living with a chronic neck neck sort of back issue, um, if you have something like that and you're trying to play a physical sport, I mean, that's everything that you do is, is going to affect and impact that in some way, shape, or form. So I feel for D Ford. I hope he's able to get healthy. If he's there's the thing, right? If it were that, if it were so bad that he couldn't live a normal life, he wouldn't be trying to do what he's doing right now. It's something that's just preventing him from playing at his best, like at his peak, being able to to run, move, take contact, deal with contact, etc. Um, so he he feels like he can get himself back there. He wouldn't be doing this if he didn't. Uh, so I, I gotta give I I I respect it. Um, I, I respect his his grind and, and wanting to get back and wanting to get prove himself like worthy. Um, it's just frustrating also because right you want to see him out in the football field and we've paid him money and we've gotten one year out of him. I get it. I I do get it. I'm I'm not typically as much on the pile on D four train because you know he he didn't just retire take the money and run, but it it, it is frustrating. It definitely is frustrating. I'm surprised the fighter the Forty ers didn't sign a vet wide receiver yet. City boys, I am too. I expected there to be more wide receiver moves. Now, granted, they they brought back you know, Ray, they brought in Ray McLeod. They're going to be bringing back Jawan Jennings. You got uh, Debo Samuel. You got Brandon Ayuk. So you got four in that room currently. You got four in that room currently. But we'll we'll see. We'll see if there's any other big names that they go after. Oh my goodness! Did we really get him back? Says Niners all day. We did. Kerry Hyder has resigned. One year, uh, one point five million, seven hundred fifty k guaranteed, seven hundred fifty k in sack bonuses. Stack bonuses. Sean Bullard, get rid of number 10 already. That's what everyone wants. Uh, kid, kid here. K oh, kid, clientele 19. Do we still sign Arden Key? I don't know. It feels like the Niners are building out the roster and depth so they don't have to sign Arden Key. That's what it feels like is happening. That's what it feels like is happening. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's remember where Ant said this yesterday. I've said this as well. It what it feels like and what it seems like with with Arden Key is Niners brought him in, definitely brought him in, 
and told him flat out, hey, this is what we can pay you, right? This is what we can do. This is what we're willing to pay. We'll pay you this. Arden Key was like, yeah, that's not enough. And then I was like, all right, well, go see who can pay you more. Go find out. Sorry about that. There was something, something in the way over here on the side. Uh, go, go find out. Because if, if, if someone's willing to pay you more and, and that's where you want to be, then, then obviously, man, go, go get the bag. Go, go get yourself taken care of. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It, it is interesting to, to say the least. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with, uh, with, with this, just this whole thing moving forward and what the plan is here. Uh, and P Duncan, thank you for the subscription, my man. I got to get the alerts up. I got to get the alerts up on the, on the home stream. I got to get the alerts up. Thank you. Welcome to the TCC, my guy. Uh, get, give him some one more for the good guys in the chat. TCC, give him some one more for the good guys in the chat. Uh, if Kinlaw doesn't stay healthy and have a standout season, he's a bust at this point, in my opinion, says David. Ant feels the same exact way. This is the year. This is make or break for Kinlaw. Um, if Kinlaw stays healthy, if Kinlaw stays healthy and, and plays well, I'm not even going to say standout season, but if he plays well, especially against the run, then he's not a bust yet for me, but he, he'd have one more year. He'd have one more year. He'd have one more year for me to like show he could develop as a pass rusher before I would be willing to be like, all right, well, we wasted the pick. And we, we got the wrong guy. We missed on this one. That's unfortunate. Um, but if he doesn't stay healthy this year, then and if he doesn't stay healthy and he doesn't go out and produce, if he does neither of those things, right, he's not on the field and therefore can't produce, then I, I, I'm never one to call someone who gets injured a bust. I, I don't like doing that because injuries can happen to any player at any time in the course of any sport in history um, and you know affect their ability to produce. But what I will say is it's a miss. It's a fat miss. Um, it's it's a it's a huge fat miss, and you definitely should have gone another direction. That's that's obvious to me. If a guy's healthy and available, like a Solomon Thomas, that doesn't produce at the level of where his pick determines and dictates, then I'd be willing to say bust. Right, like Jamarcus Russell, bust. Right, Ryan Leaf, bust. It's a bust. Uh, Brandon and I, you get the start of this year, but I'm just kidding. I love BA. I would never say that about BA. He's out of the he's out of the almost doghouse, so we're fine. <laughs> we're totally fine. Champagne taste on a beer budget, says Ronnie Montoya. Hey, that's what everyone wants right now, bro. They want that champagne. They want that top-notch bottle service. And unfortunately, it just ain't happening. Brian Harris, I would like key back. I agree with you. I would love key back, but he wants that money, says 49ers Lakers. He does. Coffee King. 49ers will probably keep Jimmy until he passes physical, then cut him. I'm uh, uh cut him. I'm seeing anyone trading for him. He will be a Fitzpatrick type quarterback. Says Coffee King. Um, I I can I foresee them holding on to him until he passes the physical. I think that's the part. I mean, I, I think that's the most likely scenario to also see when he could possibly be dealt. Right? Is is then? Let's also not keep it. Let's also not forget that the the Panthers have freed up cap space. They freed up cap space and haven't signed anybody since doing that. So that's still a landing spot. The Texans are still a landing spot. They could get to camp. Lovey Smith takes a look at uh, Davis Mills and is like, we ain't doing this. Not this year. I like you, kid. I think there's a future here. It ain't right now, though. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could, that could happen with. And Carson Wentz could still destroy both of his ankles. <laughs> so that's always a possibility. Uh, Arden Key needs the 49ers, just like uh, Hyder needed the 49ers, says Renee. Look, I, I hope Kerry Hyder understands. Not Kerry Hyder, but uh, I hope Arden Key... I hope Arden Key doesn't necessarily understand it. I hope Arden Key finds success outside of San Francisco. I want him to. 
Like, I, I like these guys. I want them to, to be successful. That being said, Chris Kisarek does bring out the best in these guys. He, he brings out the best. And to, for these guys to come in, work with him, you know, throw the production through the moon, and then go get the bag, I'm happy for him. But there's another part of me, too, that wants them to understand part of the reason. I, I think they understand it, right? But I, I want that to translate into guys being like, you know what? Let's just one more. Let's let's run it back one more time. Let me let me take that that number those numbers to the moon and let's see what I can do with this group. Uh, just one more time. The problem is is that for the Niners is that typically it's it's guys who are looking for a fresh start that come in that are 26, 27 coming into San Francisco, uh, looking to just rebuild right and re kind of formulize how how the league sees them as a player. They come in and play for Chris Kasarik on the interior D line and go to the moon and they're 27, 28, 26. Um, they were on a one-year deal, and they know, hey, this is my opportunity. This is my chance. This is my moment. All right, this is my moment. I can go get paid. I can go get that back, and and they should. That's the hardest part. It's not like it's not guys who are in their you know late thirties, mid thirties, you know, thirty three, coming off of an injury, coming into San Francisco on the interior D line and being like, hey, Chris, you know. I, I want you to show the league that I still got it. You know, they, they come out and perform, produce, and then they're like, you know what? This is as close as I can get to possibly a Super Bowl with this team, and I'm playing my best football with this group, with this coach. Let's just run this thing back with these guys. No, it's it's young guys who know they only have a couple years left of potential big earnings and big contracts um, for them to possibly get because of their age and where they're at and when someone will be willing to pay them big money. So I get it. I get it. It's it's a catch twenty two for the 49ers. You got a, an amazing coach who develops guys and and finds a way to get the best out of them. You have a landing spot for guys who have been misused and you know the Niners essentially the interior D line and edge is the island of misfit toys from all over the league. Guys who just don't get it done somewhere else or are misused by other people come here. They they come here and and Chris Kisarek basically figures out how to repurpose them. How to repurpose them and get the most out of them. Arden Key was a, a defensive end who was not getting any run snap, and now he's a, a D end who can occasionally play on the outside, but on third down, pass down situations, you can throw him on the interior and he dominates. It's true. It's just true. Uh, do you think Ch Jimmy's trade ends up in Miami if McDaniels isn't happy with what he sees in Tua during OTA? He said NYCE. Uh, you can't rule anything out. They have gone all in. They have gone all in. Do they have the money though? Now I don't know. I don't know what the Miami Dolphins' cap number is. I have no idea what their cap number is. But they've gone all in with this group. So if you've gone all in and Tua just looks like hot garbage, with understanding the system and executing it the way that that he wants, then there there's a chance. There there is a chance. There is a chance. I would put that chance at like less than one percent though. That's that's where I'm gonna put it. Uh, Travis Cooper, Arden is shopping with other places. He 100% is, and I don't blame him for it. Uh, how much is Key asking for, says NYCE? I don't know if there's a number that's come out in terms of what he's asking for or what he's looking for, um, but you know, PFF had his market value set around $6.25 is where they put Keys at. And I imagine the Niners told him, hey, we could probably do like four. 4.25 with some escalators, or maybe, maybe four. I don't think they're going higher than that for Arden Key. Uh, just because of how much money they have been spent in other places. I just I just don't believe it. Gabriel Clark, I'm worried what keeping Jimmy is doing to Trace Confidence. Nothing, Gabriel. Nothing. I, I don't think it's doing personally anything, my guy. 
I, I don't think it's doing anything. Hard tackler says go get Clowney. Uh, he's not a he's not a scheme fit. He's just he's not. He's not an explosive pass rusher off the edge. He's okay versus the run. He's just big, and and he tackled that guy really hard at South Carolina that one time. We're not big fans of Cloudy on this podcast. We're really not. I didn't think we could have had Tristan Wirfs over Kinlaw. What do you know? You're not wrong. You could have. Could have, should have, would have. Uh, now let's all just hope that uh, Javon Kinlaw stays healthy. If he stays healthy, then then we're good. Uh, that would be really, really good. If you were worried about Trey's confidence, you must don't believe he can beat Jimmy in the offseason. Uh, says Ronnie. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Or maybe they just feel like, you know, Trey thought. It was his team in, in 2022. Uh, here's the thing. We don't know what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said to him, right? We don't know what was told to Trey Lance. We don't know what they told him. Hey, we're drafting you. You're, it's your team next year. Hey, we're drafting you. Um, and, you know, you're going to you're gonna sit until we're ready to, to move to you. We don't know what was told to Trey. I, I imagine what was told to Trey is, is, you know, we're bringing you in. We got a quarterback that we trust and believe in. And, uh, you know, if you want the job, you're going to have to show that you can win the job. I imagine that's what Trey was told. So if Trey was told that, then there's really nothing for Trey to do other than work. And there's no confidence really to be shaken. Right? You're coming to an organization and a franchise that is two years removed from a Super Bowl when he, when he was brought in. They were just at a Super Bowl. You're coming into a roster that's ready to win now. With a quarterback who's taken them there. Feels like Trey Lance understood that. Feels like he he got that. I think he believes he can be ready to, to go. I, he said as much. He thinks he, he'll be ready by the time we get to week one in, in training camp. Um, I think John and Kyle believe that as well. Um, you know, Trey's going to have to show them that, though. He's, he's going to have to obviously show them that. I think they're ready to move to Trey, but if it's something where you get to training camp OTAs and Jimmy's still there, um, I don't think that's going to do anything to his confidence. If anything, that's going to motivate him. Right? Hey, well, let me go out and show out right now. I'll, I'll show you how expendable that other guy is over there that you're paying $25 million. I'll show you. Uh, that's where my mindset would be, and I'm not a professional athlete. So there's, there's that. Then again, I'm competitive as heck, and I imagine that Trey Lance is even more competitive than I am. So I'm, I'm going to put my money in that boat in that basket. Uh, Kinlaw's been looking good. He looks healthy, and he's doing the VOSA program. He's going to be right for us this year. Says Travis. I know he went on with Brad yesterday and they were talking about that. So that's 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 good news. That is good news. And good morning, faithful. Good morning, indeed. Good morning, indeed, my guy. Uh, let's see here. Some other good chats. I have said that Houston as a team trade as a trade for for Jimmy Mills is uh, ooh has shown flashes. I feel he deserves one more year. That team will be bad no matter who starts next season. Nothing to lose starting Mills. There isn't. There isn't anything to lose starting Mills. But Levy Smith is finally getting a head coaching job as well. After years of not being a head coach after the, the Bear situation. So Levy may be sitting there going, you know, I, I know how fragile this league is in terms of winning and losing. I, I can't afford to necessarily just be losing. I got to try and win some football games, and Jimmy has shown he can win some games. So he may, he may feel like he needs to win football games in order to, to show he's worthy of being the head coach there for, for a while longer. Uh, McCory, Mr. Corey said, I liked Arden Key better than Hyder. I think he's more talented. Uh, I think Arden Key is younger and more explosive than Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder doesn't seem to have the speed necessary to play the edge. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what his role ends up actually being in the system. 
but he was a rotational guy who played sometimes on the interior. And when, uh, you know, Bosa and Solomon Thomas went down, uh, ended up playing a lot on the outside, especially on third downs. So we'll, we'll see. We will see. What's more shocking for me is that Ford hasn't been injured for me in Madden franchise. Uh, no, he stays healthy in Madden. Maybe, maybe, maybe Madden needs to change that and, and things will reverse back into San Francisco's favor. If Ken Lombosa can stay healthy, this D-line will be dominating. Uh, agreed with you there, Abel. Agreed with you there. And it was 49ers and Rockets Rider. Okay. And good morning to you as well. D-Ford and Clowney, way too injury prone, really bad. I will feel bad for Jimmy if he gets sent to the Texans. It's <laughs> Ronnie. Um, I mean, I'm not going to feel bad. He have a chance to be a starting quarterback. I think that's what he cares about more than anything. I think being in a winning situation is nice for Jimmy, but being able to start is probably the most most important. It's got to be the most important thing. Uh, did you see the Kinlaw interview on SF Niners says 49ers gal? Yeah, I did watch a little bit of it. I did watch a little bit of it. I saw David Kateris with the, hey, yo, what the? He's back? Yes, he is. Kerry Hyder back in San Francisco. 1.5 million only 750k guaranteed which uh, me likey me likey 750k guaranteed so uh yeah i'm, I'm excited i'm excited mr cory i would upgrade o-line the uh, getting peppers or clowny mm, maybe Maybe I, I I don't I wouldn't I would stay away from both guys to be honest with you I, the Niners aren't going to make I don't think they're going to be bringing in any big name free agents I just don't think it's going to be happening at this point I, I don't think uh, I don't think we're going to be seeing that uh, at this point it, they're just filling out the 90 man they're bringing guys in uh, until a Jimmy trade goes down um, it doesn't feel like they want to extend or restructure any contracts they've, they've done their moves to get themselves under the cap they've been very particular on who they bring in at what money and what amount this is this is what you can expect right now. It's bargain basement the rest of the way. That's what you're going to see from the 49ers and small little moves, small little restructures, uh, things like that. Um, and, I, and I know people, I, I know there's people going like, hey, well, you know, what the heck? You know, how can the Niners afford to sign only the top 51 currently count against the cap? The top 51 contracts. So as long as they keep signing guys under, under the top 51, so if the 51th contract is $2 million and they bring someone in for $1.5 million, it doesn't count against the cap. You're fine. You can sign as many guys as you want, and as long as it's not over uh, you know, the, the, that 51st contract, as long as it's not more money than that 51st contract, then you're good. And that's what the Niners are doing right now. They are signing guys who are underneath that last contract. They don't cost them in base salary more than that last guy currently that counts against the cap. So it's keeping them under the cap. They can bring in and sign as many of those guys as they want. So, I mean, names to watch. Guys like John Ross. Guys like Philip Lindsay. Guys like potentially Will Fuller. Right? Those, those are names to be keeping an eye on. Because those are guys who, you know, there's not necessarily anyone coming in. Uh, uh, you know, they may not be getting that money right now. They may not get contracts like that. Now, there haven't been a lot of wide receivers and running backs that have signed places. So I don't think the Niners will be the, one of the first teams to, to sign somebody. A guy like Jeff Wilson makes sense because he's coming off of an injury. Right? He's, he's coming off of an ACL. So no one was going to pay top dollar to Jeff Wilson Jr. It just wasn't going to happen. So he's like, ah, let's not do this. Let's not play around. Let's just sign with San Francisco before they decide to go with somebody else. Let's, let's just do that. Let's just do that. Hey, Cutback Crew. I'm at work. Just want to stop in and say what's up and wish everyone a great day. This is Donald Johnson. What's up, my guy? What's up? Hopefully, hopefully you're having a good day. 
Do you think D Ford is the missing piece X factor to take this defense to the next level? Um, I think he would take the defense to the next level. I think he, I mean, we saw it early in the season, right? I mean, he had, he had three sacks this past year in like six games in limited, limited snaps. I mean, he's dangerous. He's explosive. Him and both off the edge is a problem for teams. The first step for both guys is nuts. His ability to bend and dip around the corner is nuts. Um, X factor. I don't know if I want to put it there. I don't want to know. I don't know if I want to say X factor. But if you're a defense and you got Bosa and D Ford on either side, you're you're in trouble. Because if you decide to double team on the interior, you are gonna get toasted by one of them. I know the you know the the Vikings came out and meet at the quarterback. That that's the Niners. If if D Ford and Bosa are on the field, it's meeting at the quarterback time. That's what it is. I just this. Don't forget 2019. We saw flashes in 2020 uh, in the like one game that he played. Uh, and then last year in 2021, in the six games that he was available for, uh, the first game of the season back, he had one of the first sacks for the D-line in the rotation. He's a problem. D-Ford is a problem. He's also a problem in terms of staying healthy. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's two ways. It's a two-way street there, unfortunately. I wish it was just one way, but it's a two-way. Ronnie says, Jimmy, best stat is winning. If he goes to the Texans, um, his one redeeming trait will most likely be kaput. Then again, if he goes to the Texans, they end up a playoff team. Their division isn't that scary. Well, it's not only that, it's only not that it's not that scary, but it's more than... Here's the thing. Stats are stats. Winning games are winning games. Um, you can't forget that the reason why the 49ers win games with Jimmy Garoppolo is because he understands how to run the system. <clears throat> He's not a quarterback that checks out of a run because he wants to throw. He's a guy who checks into the right run play because the box dictate box dictates we should run. He's a guy that knows <clears throat> how to get the ball out on time, most of the time, to the wide receiver he's supposed to get it out to based on the scheme and the system. He executes. He does what he's supposed to do. He doesn't do more than what he's asked. And that's the problem. That's the, I think that's honestly the problem most 49ers fans have is that he doesn't do more. Right? You're not getting more out of Jimmy Garoppolo. You're getting what you need. We don't live in that kind of world anymore. We don't live in that age. It's not about you know what we need from you. It's what we want. <clears throat> it's needing someone who can do more. Because you're seeing teams winning Super Bowls who are doing more. Who have quarterbacks who can do just a little bit more. Right? Mahomes. Stafford. You have Burrow getting to a Super Bowl. Doing more. That, that's what it feels like. Like, if I pick copy, is Kerry Hyder good? <clears throat> the last time he was in San Francisco, he had eight and a half sacks. So, I mean, yeah, with Chris Kassarek, he's great. He's great with Chris Kassarek. He's mediocre everywhere else. And note the good news is 49ers fans, Chris Kassarek is a coach in San Francisco, which means Kerry Hyder, in theory, should produce. The two seasons he's played for, Kerry, uh, for Chris Kassarek, Kerry Hyder has had uh, crazy inflated numbers. Like, almost 20 sacks in two seasons. It's nuts. Uh, and 23 plus tackles for loss. So this is a, this is a good signing. It's a signing that makes sense. It's a match made in heaven for the two guys. Um, Chris Kasarek will be able to get the best out of him. Agreed. I've I've let go of the Stefan Gilmore idea. Says Mr. Corey. I mean, everyone kind of just has to. Unfortunately, it's just not. It's just not going to happen. Does not adding more to the offense mean they don't believe in Trey? Says Dylan Johnson. Uh, no. See, I'm one of those people who believes that if the Niners aren't adding weapons to the offense, then it means one of two things. Either A, they believe they already have the weapons in place. Like, everyone's already here. They don't need to get any more creative. Kyle has all the pieces he needs. 
uh, or two, they believe Trey can elevate the guys that are currently in the room. And so why, why go out and spend a bunch of money uh, on weapons if you think Trey can, can elevate? Also could just mean that they're going to go draft. They're just going to draft weapons. The loaded wide receiver core. Uh, uh, oh, I want to say loaded wide receiver group. I like the wide receiver group. I don't like it more than other years. I like the wide receiver group. I think there's a lot of upside with the wide receiver group. I don't I don't see a a game breaking wide receiver in this draft in terms of a guy who's gonna come in day one and be able to do everything you need him to do. I think there's guys with that potential, but I, there's not someone like last year I knew Jamar Chase was game breaking. Right? Like that he was just just that dude. You just knew it. Um I don't know if that if that guy like exists exists. I think every, there's a lot of guys who have potential to be that in this year's draft, um, but it's potential. It's it's just potential. Uh, what about Jawan Jennings? Says DeAndre Dennis. Uh, DeAndre, Jawan Jennings is going to resign at some point. He's going to take it. I mean, he can't resign. He can't sign anywhere else. He's an exclusive rights free agent, meaning that only the Niners can deal with him. Um, it's just a matter of what the contract looks like. If they can't come to an agreement by the time we get closer to April, like uh, I think it's April 16th is the last day exclusive free agents and restricted free agents have to sign with their teams. So they either take their tenders or, you know, the Niners either agree on their tenders and, and pull the trigger on it, or they become free agents. Um, Juwan Jennings is coming back. It's just a matter of, is it a year or is it like a two, three year deal? We're going to see. We're going to see. Can the season start already? Miss Debo says Cavefe coffee. I agree. I miss, I just miss football. I miss football. No, the good news is that the Niners are actually doing some things. They're doing some stuff. And I said this was going to be a Wave 2, Wave 3 team in terms of signings. Well, we're in the middle of Wave 2 right now, and the Niners are signing. They are they are signing, signing, signing. Don't leave TB12 out, says BV50. You're right, my guy. My bad. My bad, BV. My bad. My bad. Tom, Tom Brady is also in that category of quarterbacks that I, that I left out of earlier. I wish Tyreek Hill would have been traded before the Super Bowl against us, says Mr. Corey. Agreed. I hate I hate how fast he is, man. It drives me up up a wall. Guaranteed higher set four sacks on Drew Locke in two games this Portola. It's possible. It is possible. It's hundred percent possible. He's gonna be motivated going up against Seattle. I mean, people talked about Kerry Hyder being motivated playing up against San Francisco. Uh no, I mean I, I didn't ever feel that way. It felt if anything, Kerry Hyder was gonna be reminiscing when playing in San Francisco. Um he's gonna have a bone to pick with Seattle, and Chris Kasarek knows it. They're gonna be motivated. Coffee and TCC, the perfect place to be, says Gary. Agreed with you there, my guy. I, I finished mine already, unfortunately. I'm going to have to go get some more after this. Mine's, mine's done. It's all gone. Draft, can we get more defensive players? We can, Cove FA Coffee. We 100% can. We can definitely get more defensive players in the draft. We can also uh, add some more weapons offensively as well, whether that's running back, whether that's tight end, uh, whether that's wide receiver. There's a lot of wide receiver options. There are some very talented tight end options as well that I'm a big, huge fan of. Um, if you've been on this pod before, you've heard me talk about Grant Calcaterra out of uh, SMU. Big fan of, and SMU has a couple of really good prospects. Uh, Danny Gray, Roberson as well. Uh, both of them. Uh, they, have, they have three pretty talented weapons that are going to get drafted uh, in this draft. So if you haven't watched any SMU film, go watch some SMU film. Go watch some SMU film. There are some uh, very talented guys at a SMU that are going to be in the draft. Um, that, that could have some, some big impacts. They'll be later picked guys in later rounds, but they, they all three of them have the possibility and potentiality to steal the show. Mr. Corey, I don't care about a first-round pick. Matters are better in the late rounds anyway. A lot of people feel that way, man. A lot of people feel that way. I, I am one of those guys who has joked about that 
uh, as well. So I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about how many picks we got. We had nine. I, I know the I, I know the Kansas City Chiefs have twelve, including two first and two second round picks, which is annoying. Um, that's gonna be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the Niners are able to do, what they decide to go with. When Jimmy first came to the 49ers, he was at his hottest with the fan base. So he could probably go there and make a, a little noise. I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, Renee. What, what place? What place are you talking about? What place are you talking about? Let me know in the comment section right now. Let me know in the live chat. Uh, kid said, why do we, uh, who do we target at the slot corner position? I hope not Diamond Lenore. Um, I don't know. There's, there's some options. There's Verrett still. There's Chris Harris Jr., um, they could just draft a guy as well. I, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know what they're gonna do yet at that spot. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think they're hoping. They. I think they're hoping it's gonna be Verrett, but I, I don't know if they're necessarily convinced it's gonna be Jason Verrett. I don't know if they're convinced about it yet. I um, mean, Jason Verrett's gonna want to sign for whatever the money is, uh, and I'm pretty sure the Niners probably offered him a vet exemption salary, so it's 1.035 with 850k guaranteed. Or excuse me, 850k count against the cap, 1.035 guaranteed. It's probably what they offered him, and he's probably like, "Oh, someone willing to pay me in three million? Anyone? Anyone want to pay me three million? Please, please, please. I'd like to make some more money than 1.035 million dollars this year." How do you think Vic Fangio will be watching the 49ers this season and seeing what he can do with players in 2023 if he does sign with the team? Um, may maybe, maybe the only thing is Vic Fangio doesn't typically run a, run a Run the four three, usually a three four guy. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Uh, Mr. Corey just said it right. Some of these picks will be for Vic Fangio's three four defense in twenty twenty three. We'll see. We'll see if the Niners are willing to to make that switch and make that move. We'll see if they're ready to do that or if they're willing to do that. Uh, but I'm I'm not necessarily convinced about that. I'm not convinced. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. 40 for 87. Like, step it up, TCC. Hit that like button. Agree with, with uh, Gary there. Make sure you make sure you hit that like button. Make, make sure you hit the like button right now. It helps the algorithm. It pumps the content out to more people. And then also keep chatting. And then also subscribe. If you haven't already, hit the notification bell. That way you don't miss lives and breaking news. Like Harry Hyder is back in San Francisco for $1.5 million. Oh, Texans is what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see it. I can see it, Renee. I, I could see it there. You immediately changed the culture in the locker room. That's what he did in San Francisco. He helped kind of, you know, bring in this mentality of how to work, how to prepare, um, how to hold yourself to a high standard. You know, the, everything that you need when you're rebuilding a team, Jimmy brought. Um, Jimmy's a great quarterback for rebuilding organizations and franchises. He really is. Because he's going to establish and focus on what you're supposed to do to win football games. I mean, the 49ers did not have a talented wide receiving core when Jimmy Garoppolo got here. And they still won, like, what, his first seven starts? Didn't have a lot of weapons. <laughs> Not a lot of weapons on the outside, and they were still winning games and beating some good teams in the process. They beat the Jags at the end of the season in, in his first year in San Francisco. And that was a team that went to the AFC Championship game that year, if you don't remember. I mean, so Jimmy Jimmy has won with not much talent around him. He has. Uh, Arden Key should run another year, a full year with us. Uh, do his thing, get some sacks, etc., and then try the market next year for pay. Says DeAndre, I, I, that's what I want him to do. I want him to do that as well. I want him to be like, you know what? I had such a great year. Let's run it back. Cap's gonna explode next year. Let's run it back one more year. Let me come in, take less. I want him to do that. I don't blame Martin Key for being like, yeah, no, let's go get the bag right now. 
someone pay me $7 million a year right now to rush the quarterback. I, I wouldn't. I, I'm not going to fault the guy for, for going out and doing everything that he possibly can uh, to get as much money as humanly possible. He should do that. It makes sense. It makes sense for him to do that. It doesn't make sense for him to run it back. Now, it makes sense for him in terms of production, in terms of, you know, showing that he you know, what his role is and how he should be utilized in the league. It makes sense for that reason. But other than that, I doubt it. I think that's why you're doing all this. I think that's why you had the moves yesterday. Uh, I think that's why Kerry Hyder is back at San Francisco. You're bracing and, and waiting for life without without this guy, without Arden Key. That's what you're, that's what you're doing at this point. Uh, no DJ Jones, no Arden Key. This is what you got to do. BB50, Alex, who would you pick with the 61st pick, if available? Oh, that's tough because I just don't know what's going to happen. I, I think it's best available player. That's what I think. I think it might be an edge rusher or a receiver. I think those are the two most likely positions. I think that the O-linemen that I really, really like that fit the Niners scheme won't be on the board at 61. Um, there will be some wide receivers available at 61, 100% that they could go get. And there might be some edge rushers there at 61. But then again, I've done some, some mock drafts and seen some things where you've had defensive, uh, where the best available player was a defensive interior lineman that I really liked. And I've taken that guy because it's like, I, I'm seeing everybody else here. I like that. say i think there is going to be some movement from the niners though in the draft um, there wasn't as much last year there was some trading back i don't i don't see the niners trading back this year i see some trade-ups coming i see some trade-ups coming i don't think they're going to pick mr irrelevant i don't think they're going to use that that last pick i think they're going to pair that package that with something else to move up into the fifth maybe the fourth round uh, but uh, that that's that's what i'm that's what i'm feeling that is what i'm feeling uh, renee said do you think uh do you think ant would start for the 49ers at left guard and how much do you think his contract would cost? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Ant would. I don't know if Ant would. Ant's been, Ant, the entirety of the time that I've known Ant has been as a coaching mind. Uh, Ant and I did not go to high school at the same time. Um, Ant was actually coaching high school while I was playing high school and is actually the reason that I got involved coaching at the high school level in the first place. So I think Ant would prefer to, Ant would prefer to coach. <laughs> rather than play i know i'm at that point too where my body would just be like hey what are you doing why are we doing this how, how come we're doing this we're getting paid how much money oh all right well that, that makes sense uh, but no I, I don't think uh I, I don't know if you'd want to play left guard I, I don't know i don't know if you'd want to play left guard i'm pretty sure he played center he's got the head he's got the the mind for center like the and is highly intelligent guy this, this, it, it's that's it's thing. So if there was one thing Ant would do, would be play center for the Niners, which you don't need because you have Alex Mack. So there's that. There's that. Uh, welcome back home, Hyder. You can run, but you can't. Hyder says Jan Stewart. I love it. I do love it. Where Niners focus? Maybe Watson. He's no way. There's no way. There's there's no way. With what the with what the Chiefs just did, they have back to back. They have their first round pick and they have our first round pick, folks. I don't know if you all knew that. The Chiefs have our first round pick. Ours. That's who Miami sent. Miami sent our first round pick. They are taking a receiver at one of those two spots, which most likely means Christian Watson's gone. If you can replace Tyreek Hill with someone like Christian Watson in that size, they're going to do that in a heartbeat. The Chiefs are taking a wide receiver in the first round. That's happening. I don't think Watson makes it there. 
at this point. There's no way Watson makes it to 61. I'll take that $1.5 million, says Mr. Corey. Hey, I, I will as well. I will as well. If if my knees didn't flare up, I, I told Ed, there was a there was a time back in like my mid-20s, if my knee, if I hadn't torn up my meniscus, that I was legitimately considering trying to like walk on somewhere and punt. I was considering it. I was a solid punter back in my day. I could kick a, kick a football quarter of a mile. Not really. But I, I could I kicked really far. I was really good at it. I think there is a reason Vix visited the 49ers and all of a sudden he is sitting out of here. He plans to be here next year when our deed coordinator probably gets a head coaching job. I mean, there's there's a chance, Renee. There's a chance Vic Vangio could end up in San Francisco. It's definitely a possibility. It's definitely something you should keep in mind. But there's also some guys on staff that Kyle Shanahan really likes and probably could get promoted up to the D coordinator spot. Um, you know, it's very rarely that Kyle Shanahan doesn't hire and promote from within. He typically does. It's rare for him to go out and sign a guy and bring a guy in to, to be like a main piece in, in terms of a coordinator job or things of that nature. You know, the Anthony Lynn signing is not the norm for San Francisco. So Vangio could be sitting out a year knowing he's going to come into San Francisco the next year. He also just could be sitting out a year because he came to San Francisco and realized uh, it seems like they got a ship and a plan in place for the future. And, you know, I don't know another job that I want to be at. So why don't we just take a year and see what opens up? And also could just be that. Could just be that. If the worst teams with the most money haven't signed him yet after he already visited, then chances are he isn't getting the bag he expects. Mr. Corey, that is also true. I think the more visits he takes and places he leaves, uh, the better chance, uh, better or better chance of situation you have, where, uh, you know, he's not going to get what he wants or what he desires. And in that case, <clears throat> we're always right here for your Arden key for like four million a year instead of like seven. <laughs> oh goodness. Trade up for Christian Watson, says Sean Bullard. Uh, a lot of people want that. BB50 says, thanks, Alex. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Ant is like an older brother. Uh, Ant has been a, a, a really good friend, one of my best friends. Um, we've been close for a very long time. Um, taught me a lot, showed me a lot in terms of coaching, preparing, preparation, things of that nature, especially as a coach. Um, when I met Ant, I was, oof, a junior high school, senior high school. I think I was 16 or 17. Some of you be like, you were a senior, you were like 18 or 19. No, I was 16, 17. I started off my senior year at 17. I, actually, I started off my senior year at 16. My apologies. Was it 16? I can't remember. It was so long ago. It was still long ago. Started off at 17. My apologies. Graduated at 18. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I've known Ant for a very long time. I'm 31 now. So, there, there you go. I, I'll give you all the insight you need there. It's a long time of knowing that, that gentleman there. Uh, Forktail, Forktail. I think we got very lucky with Verrett having that one good year. I like Verrett, but I don't want to rely on him as a starter unless he's dirt cheap. Um, I love everything about Jason Verrett as an athlete. I love him uh, as a worker. I love him uh, just a as a leader as well. And a guy who's very, not only very talented, but very mentally prepared. Um, I, I would love to rely on him as, as a starter, but he can't stay healthy. It's one of those things with Jason Verrett. If you if he can be a guy who starts at a position in your room, whether that's outside or in the slot, and you have someone behind him that you feel very good with, then you love your room because his his ceiling is all pro, Pro Bowl caliber player. That's his ceiling. Problem is, is his floor is not available. 
right? His four is not existent because he might not be on the field because he's hurt. Um, so this is what I mean. I, I like this scenario if you feel Ombre Thomas is getting close to being ready and you could maybe move E-Man into the slot if something were to happen to Verrett. Uh, but if you're bringing Verrett in, I want him in the slot. I don't, I don't want him on the outside. I would prefer he be in the slot. Uh, where he you can limit his snaps and things of that nature. Uh, Jimmo Gorillo, don't sleep on Alec Pierce. Oh, never would sleep on Alec Pierce. Love Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. Love him. 6'3", 4'4", fast, lengthy. Great separation at the top of his routes. Pretty good run after the catch. Stolid hands. Love Alec Pierce. Good release, too. Very smooth. Very very smooth with his route running. Big fan. Big fan. Not as much of a fan as Drake London, but Drake London's not... I mean, Drake London's in the top 10. If he's not in the top 10, I'd be stunned. I'd be absolutely stunned. The Chiefs took our second round pick for D Ford, then beat us in the Super Bowl, then broke Trey's finger in the preseason, now have the 29th pick. We better kill them in 2022, says Mr. Corey. Yeah, I really want to stick it to him. I'm just glad we don't have to face Tyree Kill. That's nice. You don't have to worry about that. That's good. That's great news. I think we could get Christian Watson and O-line if we got rid of Jimmy G and got another second-round pick. Um, you're going to have to get that pick in, in the 30s. Sean, I don't think he gets out of, like, 36. I think that's the latest he goes is, like, 36, 37. Christian Watson at this point. Size, speed, everything else. He's flying up everybody's draft boards. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. And I see I see why. It's it's the playmaking ability. It's everything else. Um. Yeah, no, Jimmo, you were right. His Alec Pierce's routes, and he can go up and get the ball. He's he's a he's a much better route runner than a lot of people give him credit for. A lot of people don't give Alec Pierce credit for the the route running, but he's he's good. Um, but no, I mean, I, it's it's uh it's interesting. It, Christian Christian Watson is is a very intriguing prospect. I think everyone loves the idea of pairing him with Trey again and putting those two back in the same position in the same place. And I get that. I I truly do get that. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be available. Where, where the Niners are going to be able to pick it. I, I just don't see how it's going to happen. Um, and that's that's upsetting, but I think even if you trade Jimmy Garoppolo at this point, with some of the moves that teams have been making and wide receivers being dealt, uh, I don't know. Hyder just a camp body. Long shot to make the roster, says Rich. I don't know. The Niners currently have 12 defensive linemen. Um, 12 defensive linemen. They kept 11 last year. I don't know if it's a long shot, man. I don't know if it's a long shot. Um, it's one spot we're talking about. And he is a Chris Kisarek guy. He is a Chris Kisarek guy, Rich. Almost 20 sacks in two seasons playing for Chris Kisarek. That's, that's good production. That is solid production. James Cook in the third round says Coffee King. Uh, depends on where he goes. But I, I could see that. I could see that. It does make sense. They need to give Emmanuel Mosley a reasonable contract before the season starts, before he gets expensive since Lawrence. It's possible. It could be it could be expensive. But Emmanuel Mosley may also know that also. Emmanuel Mosley may be sitting there going, if I put another season like I did last year together, I'm going to be worth $10 million. $11 million. Hmm. What's that, San Francisco? You want to sign me to extension and pay me $8 million a year? Hmm. No, I'm good. He's 26. He puts together another season like he did this last year. Someone's going to pay him good money. And the Niners may know that, which is why you drafted Ombre. And you're hoping he can be be what you need him to be. Top of the second max slip uh, on Watson. Uh, I, yeah, I, don't even, I, I wouldn't even call that a slip. I think that'd be an elevation to where from where he was. Because I think he was closer to being 
towards 61 at the start of this whole process, but he he ain't there now. He he ain't at the back of the second round. Uh, move over Wisnowski. No, Wisnowski can stay. My my knees my knees are. I wouldn't say they're destroyed, but they're getting close to destroyed. <laughs> they're getting close to destroyed. A couple of torn meniscuses, um, and some MCL sprains. That'll that'll do it to you. That'll do it to you. A quest for 100 likes, says Gary. We're 45 of 90, 45 of 96 watching. Uh, so yeah, hit that like button. Hit that like button as well. And we're also on the quest for 3,000 subs. So make sure you subscribe if you have not already. 49ers fans love Christian Watson only because he played with Trey. Wide receiver isn't even a top five need, though, for the Niners. It isn't a top five need, but getting Trey extra weapons that we can do stuff with is enticing, to say the least. It's definitely enticing. Uh, he may have the patience to wait for a bag, but he may want that paper now. He might. He might. Where do you see Lenore fitting in? Uh, I think Lenore needs more time right now, Forktail. I think he needs more time. Um, he came in, and, and we're expecting him to be a potential. I mean, when they when they drafted Ombre Thomas and Diamondor Lenore, it was, okay, Ombre is your project outside guy. Lenore is your project inside guy. That's the guy you want in the inside. You're hoping next year, but you know, it may take some time. When Ant and I watched him during the season, our both of our thoughts were there's definitely potential here, but he was playing on the outside and on the slot. And when we saw him moving into the training into the slot and training camp, um, he struggles with some footwork. He struggles with physicality and contact at the line of scrimmage. Well, he's in, it leaves him susceptible in, in man coverage at times, um, but mostly in zone. He's struggling with zone concepts and where his drops are supposed to be and feeling out route concepts and combinations uh, with, with defense with offenses. Excuse me. Um, so he may need another year. He made another year before he's ready to take over in the slot. He may. Then again, I didn't see him after like week three. So who knows? I don't know where his development is. I don't know where he's at. He may be fine. I think he's ready to be a special teams contributor this year. That's the good news. And that's what he's going to need to do if he wants to be someone who's on the 53-man roster doing big stuff for the for the 49ers. Any chance Jimmy becomes Trey's backups as BV? Um, Yes. Of course, of course, there's a possibility. He's still here. Until Jimmy Garoppolo is gone, anything's possible. Until Jimmy Garoppolo is gone, Jimmy could start. Jimmy could be the backup. Jimmy could get cut. All right, it's a 33% chance of all of those things. Uh, and, and you have to include Jimmy getting traded. So as I write, there's a 25% chance that Jimmy gets traded. Jimmy starts for the 49ers. Jimmy is the backup for the 49ers. Or that Jimmy gets cut from the San Francisco 49ers. All four of those things are equally possible at this point in time. Which is, I think, the most frustrating part for 49ers fans. It is the most frustrating part. It's the fact that Jimmy could still, still start, still not be on the roster via cut or a trade, or be a backup at 25 million. Frustrating. I would have cut Lenore after that second Seattle game. Oh man, that that the oh. This is what I'm talking about, though. Awareness. Right, that was a situation where he backpedaled straight into the end zone, like two yards deep. And there was no reason for that. Just put your feet, put your feet at the goal line. And the guy runs a, a stop route before you can press downhill on it. There, there was no reason for him to do what he did in, in that situation. And that was a, a huge boo-boo error uh, by by a young man coming into the league who should know better. That that is an inexcusable. The the Green Bay miscommunication in the red zone, great design. It, wonderful design by LaFleur got the young man confused and caught up in space. That one is just misplaying of responsibility at a crucial time where if we win that football game, we're not talking about 
uh, the Niners being in a position where they they're at the end of the season trying to play to get in, they're already getting in. And a couple of those games, you know, week 16 on were, were games where if you win, you're talking about potentially being able to win the division. The big loss. That was that was a big loss. Uh, r- really was. Really, really was a big loss. We seem to try and draft for uh, what we need a year in advance. I wonder where the perceived holes are going to be next year, says 49ers gal. That is interesting. That is interesting where, where the needs will be next year. Um, I, I, would, I would imagine it's still going to be O-line. Uh, the further the, the O-line is going to be one of the, one of the ones that there's always a, a need for. Safety as well is going to start to get to that point also. Um, so you could see safety signings. If you feel that that's what the Niners are doing, then safety is an option. Uh, center, definitely an option. Interior O-line as well because you're only going to have run skill for one more year under contract. Um, but the future of the O-line is still a little shaky. Because everyone feels the way that they feel about McGlinchey. Everyone feels the way that they feel about uh, Brunskill. And Mac, we know, is he's, he's only got a few years left, uh, if not one. Uh, and maybe not even that. <laughs> so we'll see. We will see. Man, what a head game this must be for Trey, says Sean. I don't think it is. I don't think Trey's paying attention right now, to be honest with you. I think Trey's doing his thing, as he should be. He's working. He's grinding. He ain't worried about it. If I was him, I wouldn't be thinking about it. I can't control it. I can't control what happens to Jimmy, number one. Number two, even if I could control what happens to Jimmy, I knew what I was getting into when I got drafted here. I was coming into a team that had come off of a Super Bowl appearance in 2019 with said quarterback. I'm here to be the future. I'm not here necessarily to be the present. I'm the future of the organization. The future could be... This year, later on in the year, it could be right into it could have been in 2021 at the start of the season from when I got drafted. It could have been at the end of the season. It could have been the start of the 2022 season. It could be the 2023. All I know is I'm the future of the organization when the future comes not his choice. It's the coaching staff's choice. Now, what what can Trey do to influence said decision? Well, he can develop and grow and make himself make himself inexpendable and make the guy in front of you expendable. That's what you can do. So if I'm Trey Lance, there's only one thing that's on my mind. It's making the guy in front of me expendable. When the guy in front of me becomes expendable, then it's my job. Until that time comes, it's not my job. I think everyone wants Trey to make Jimmy expendable right now, and I think he's close to making Jimmy expendable uh, right now. And we'll find out in OTAs and training camp. If he comes into OTAs and training camps and wows, then Jimmy's out. And the Niners will be willing to move him for peanuts at that point. Because who cares? You, you got it. You got, your, you got your guy. And as frustrating as that is for people, it's like, well, why, why didn't we do that earlier then? I could have told you. No one can actually tell you. Like, no one can. No one can actually tell you where Trey is in his development. We all think he can, he can be the guy, but until he proves it and shows it, it's a, it's a gamble. It's a guess. So we'll, we'll see. Do you think Jalen Hurd is, is our... Uh, Jalen, well, Jalen Hurd is out. Bridges burnt. It's not that it's burnt. He just can't stay healthy. The fact that he didn't sign anywhere either uh, tells me one of two things. Either A, he's just not healthy and may never ever get healthy, or B, he's not sure if he wants to keep playing. Because if he's healthy and hasn't signed anywhere, there's a good chance that he just is like, this is too taxing. This is just too much. It's too much. I don't want this. The wear and tear is just, it's more than, I, than what I want to do. It's more than I want to deal with. And that is possible. That is possible. 
Uh, build the o, uh, build the inside out O line is the priority in a passing league. Um, it also is a priority in terms of wanting to run the football. Don't forget that either. You want to be able to run the football? Got to be able to do that. Got to be able to do that. The F, what are you talking about? Sign Watson with that second round pick, said Dalla Blitz, and then got immediately uh, timed out, I think. Was it timed out or just because just he was swearing at me? Gary, if, if Watson is available at 61, you can take him, but he's not going to be available at 61. So Dalla Bills, take a chill pill, my guy. Uh, he didn't run a 428, my guy. Dollar butts, he didn't run a 428, by the way, either. I saw that you said uh, 6'4", legit, and ran a 428. He didn't run a 428. It was a 436, I believe is what it was. Um, his and a couple other guys' numbers were a little off. They were they were a little timed off, if I remember correctly. I could be misspeaking there. Um, but I, I agree with you, but that's part of the reason why he's not going to be available at 61, Dollar Bills. He's not going to be available at 61 because he's stupidly talented and is going to go in the 30, where he should go. Ooh, I like it. Jimmy Ward is in his last year since Lawrence. I, Ant and I both thought that this would be something the Niners would do. Would, would extend extend Jimmy Ward and keep him under contract a little bit longer. We'll see. They may be waiting. They may be waiting until training camp to make that the, the reality. Uh, they, may, they may be doing that. Richard Algo says kicker. Maybe. They can also just extend Robbie Gold. I don't know if you want to move off of Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold wants to win Super Bowls. So he's in the last year of a deal right now. He may be like, all right, if this team's close, I want to stay here in San Francisco and uh, let's not eat up a bunch of money. I don't need to get paid top dollar anymore. Let's, I'll take $2 million. If he wants to do that, you keep him around. Because he's money in the playoffs. And until he's no longer money anymore, uh, I don't want to risk... I don't want to risk kicker stuff. Ask Minnesota about kickers. Ask the Buffalo Bills about kickers. Ask the Cleveland Browns about kickers. Ask, ask the Bears about kickers. If it ain't broke, don't try and fix that. Don't try and fix that situation. Just don't do it. I agree with the guy who said a wide receiver isn't a top five need, but when using draft simulators and Watson fell to me, no way I was passing on him on that kid. Uh, they adjust the simulators. Now he's gone before that hundred percent data. He is gone way before that. He, he's not falling to 61. There is no way he is falling to 61. And if he falls to 61, y'all can point and laugh at me on stream on draft night, point and laugh at me. What do you know? Idiot, idiot, idiot. And I'll be like, you're right. I don't, I don't know anything. I am a dumb, dumb face. I am a dumb, dumb face. Uh, thoughts on the Rams potential signing Wagner brand new? It is depressing. It's depressing. I'm really, really tired of the Rams being able to, to sign guys. It's just, it's frustrating. It is really frustrating. But this is why Ant and I said the Niners should be, cons they should be in on this. They should try and be in on this anyway. If you can be in on it, you should try and be in on it because it's a weakness for the Rams is the linebacker position. And Bobby Wagner immediately plugs that hole in a huge way. He's like a big old, uh, he, he's literally flex tape, just smacked on a, a hole in a, in a, what you think should be a sinking ship. So, ugh, it's sickening. Sickening. This is salary cap exists. That's the only other thought. Kerry Heider has returned. Now I know we have, we are blessed with linebackers and D linemen. Agreed with you there. Uh, at this point, which team would Jimmy best fit? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to come down to just who needs quarterbacks. It's really what it's going to come down to. Someone gets hurt in, in preseason OTAs, it's an option. Carolina, still an option. Texans, still an option. Um, I think those those are those are the, the likely landing spots, but I I don't know. Everyone needs to brace. Brace for anything. You need to brace for impact cutback crew because it could be anything. If we use the Mr. Relevant pick on a running back, I'm sure uh, we will make him relevant. It's also possible. Kyle Shanahan's really good at that. 
Uh, why not? He was a predicted third rounder, says Dollar Bills. Uh, he was predicted a third rounder. You're right. He was predicted a third rounder. Key word there is was. He is not anymore. Measurables are off the chart. He showed all the things that he needed to show to solidify himself as a top, top 30 pick. Top 40 pick. Size, speed, athleticism, range. He runs enough of a route tree to make himself useful right now in the league in a lot of systems, a lot of places. And the Kansas City Chiefs just moved off of Tyreek Hill and need, need themselves a speedy wideout. Why wouldn't they go after someone like Christian Watson at pick 30? He's not going to be available at 61. And if he is, then you take him. It's just a steal at 61. But he will not be available at 61. It won't happen. It will not happen. That man is going stupid early, as he should, because of the, the skill set, because of the playmaking ability, his vision with the football in his hand, the patience as a runner when he does get it in the backfield, his ability to run after the catch, ability to take the top off the defense, and the fact that he's 6'4 and has a great vertical lead. I mean, he's going in the top. It, it's happening. It's just happening. Can't not happen. It all starts with the trenches. Uh, very, very true also. It does. It does start with the trenches. How are the Cardinals not making any moves? Because they're doing exactly what San Francisco is doing. They're just chilling right now. They're chilling. I don't know. Cardinals fans are frustrated. So are Vikings fans. It's fun. It's fun. If, if you ever for a second just like hate, hate what's going on in San Francisco and hate like 49ers Twitter, just find some Vikings and Cardinals fans to follow. Because if, if you think you think you have it bad, oh. Oh, oh, they hate life right now. Oh, they hate life. <laughs> they are really hating it all. <laughs> it's reality. Jimmy best fits with the 49ers. He ain't going nowhere. Don't get your hopes up. It's possible. I said 25% chance he's starting. 25% chance he's the backup. 25% chance that he's traded. 25% chance he gets cut. At this point, everything is on the table. All options are possible. We'll wait to see what happens. Should we draft O-line wide receiver for our first pick? Uh, says Balk. Um, I think it's best available. So if it's the best available, if the best available player is a wideout, it's a wideout. If it's an offensive lineman, it's an O lineman. If it's a if it's an interior defensive lineman, they could go there. If it's an edge rusher, it could be that. If it's a safety, it'll be safety. I think best available player at those positions are, are what's going to be what what it's going to be. Um, and we still got free agency, so who knows? I think interior D line is now less likely because of all the moves that they've made. Um, but then again, they don't have necessarily a lot of interior D linemen and the Niners will show they'll run into trading camp with 14, 15 guys on the D line. Alex, do you think the connection between Julio Jones and Kyle Shanahan could bring him to San Francisco? I hope so. I hope so. BV. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Julio is going to have to want to sign for a dirt cheap contract though. Dirt cheap. Or he's going to have to want to wait until the Niners are able to move Jimmy Garoppolo so they have some money to pay him. One of those things. One of those things has to be possible. Do you think the 49ers were lying about the two-second rounders for Jimmy, says Renee? It's possible. It's possible. Do the Niners lie, though? Not typically. They don't typically lie. Now, Florio is the one who came out and said it. He said, John Lynch said, they had two seconds, two seconds on the table. Could Florio lie? Yes. Mike Florio could lie. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch don't typically lie, though. So he may have misheard them. He may have misheard what Lynch said. Lynch could have told it to him, and we could all be sitting here going, how in the heck did you not take two twos? 
for Jimmy Garoppolo? We'll see. We'll see. The other thing, too, that you can't forget is they may have two seconds currently on the table with the idea being that once he can pass a physical, the deal is in place and done. So there's also that. It could just be the truth, and they're just waiting for that to unfold. That is possible. Uh, Chris, does cap space we don't use this year carry over to next year? Yes, it does. They will roll over. So that will free up even more money if you do that. So we'll see. We'll see. Trey unfollowed Jimmy on Instagram. Jimmy will not come back to the team, says Bulk. Uh, I haven't seen any of that and don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. So good to know. That's good to know, but I don't really tend to look into that kind of stuff because I don't think it actually signifies anything most of the time. Cutter Murray also removed all Cardinal stuff from his Instagram, um, and it was just because he wanted a bigger contract, not because he wanted out of Arizona. So people freaked out for like a week about that. He just wanted another, he just wanted a contract. I don't, I don't like people. I don't, I don't pay attention to what people do on social media. To me, to me, it's, it's like, eh. if a guy unfollows somebody, it, it could just be a mistake. It could just be they've, they've been getting notifications about something and just don't want to see it anymore. Also, you know, Jim, when does Jimmy post on social media? If you follow Jimmy on social media, then you don't actually know that Jimmy's on social media. So Trey's just like this dude don't post. Let's. I wouldn't blame him. I just not, not a lot going on there. Not a lot going on there because there are a lot of four three guys, but bruh, there are there are a lot of four three guys. There's a lot of guys running four threes this year at the wide receiver position. A lot of fast guys. Yo, CG Ruthless, what's up, man? Uh, pick best available sixty one. I think says bulk. That's what I'm feeling as well. That's also what I'm feeling. Hey, Alex, I forgot, but can Hyder play three tech as well as DN? He might be able to. He may be able to bump on the inside. It's gonna be a rotation thing. It's gonna be a rotation thing for Hyder. That's for sure. He's gonna play in a lot of different roles. Roger Goodell landed on draft day with the 29th pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The Kansas City Chiefs select Christian Watson. You're not wrong, Mr. Corey. It, either, it, it doesn't matter, right? They can do that at 29 or 30. If he falls to 29 or 30, he's going to Kansas City. He's going to Kansas City. It's going to be one of the two. He's either going at 29 or he's going at 30. It's, it's one of the two at this one. Malele at 61. Do they take him? Jimmy, no. Jimmo, no. They do not. He does not fit the system. He's got a lot of potential, don't get me wrong. But with where he's projected to be going, he does not fit the system. I would be, I mean, talk about, that is the one guy that if the Niners drafted, Ant and I would just throw our hands up and be like, why? What? What is happening? How come? He does not fit the scheme. He just doesn't. He's almost 400 pounds. Everyone talking about how, you know, we went Aaron Banks, and that was one that just didn't make any sense. He doesn't fit the scheme. He's not necessarily a great zone run blocker. Uh, not, not the fastest guy in the world. He's going to struggle against speed rushers. What's going to happen to Falele? He's almost 400 pounds. I get he's fast for 400 pounds, but being fast for 400 pounds doesn't make you fast. Also, doesn't mean you can handle fast guys. He's just too big. He's too big. He's too big to make sense in the scheme. He just he just truly is. Um, I, if it happened, I would I don't understand. I don't know what the Niners are doing with the O-line anymore. Not projecting O-linemen anymore. If that happens on draft day, uh, you can you can guarantee there will be nothing but shock on the faces here on this podcast. We would be we would be stunned. Stunned. Julio might go to the Colts to play with Matt Ryan and get paid nicely. Coffee? That is definitely something that could happen. Definitely something that could. That guy tells me we roll with Jimmy week one. Who's your guy? Oh, your gut. Okay, my gut. Okay, thank goodness. I want to know. I want to know if you had it. I want to know who your source was. But if your source is your gut, then hey, 
kudos to your gut, man. Kudos to your gut. Any Trey Lance fans, have you seen his throwing mechanics? Uh, I get being optimistic, but we have to be realistic. That's a problem. Uh, the windup's the problem. It's not his footwork. It's just the windup. It's the release. It takes a little bit to get out. It just takes a little bit. Um, as long as he's good with, with uh, pre-reads and pre-read on pre-snap, excuse me, pre-snap reads. My goodness, pre-reads. Pre-snap reads. Um, and anticipatory throws, understanding where the window is going to be and being able to throw into the window before the guy gets there, he's going to be fine. Also, the velocity helps. The problem is, is that you don't want to have to have him rely on the velocity because if he ever has a shoulder injury and the velocity goes, or he has a lower leg injury and the velocity goes, um, then we have problems with Trey Lance. It's the same issue that plagued uh, Cam Newton. Awkward throwing motion. Threw with a lot of arm. A lot of arm. And the minute the shoulder injury happened, Cam took a, took a nosedive. Took a nosedive in terms of production. Same thing with Cap. A lot of arm. A lot of arm really relied on his legs. The minute he had lower body injuries, timing gets off, starts releasing the ball late. Um, it started, it started straight turned bad for Cap for that reason. Uh, we're not trading Vance Dalton. We call, we call him Tolden. <laughs> DK Metcalf was talked about possibly being a top 10 pick after his 40. He fell to 64. Any guy can fall. You were correct, but DK's, I thought, was off the field issues and personality it wasn't skill based i think he had some stuff happen that came out pre-draft that was part of the reason so unless christian watson we find out is a diva or something and someone's like i don't want to deal with that I mean, that'd be the only reason um also big difference uh dk labors dk's fast but he labors a little bit with his route running if you've ever seen him if you ever watch like watch his tape ben like him running comebacks and stuff it it feels like it takes an eternity Christian Watson, it doesn't feel like he takes an eternity. Uh, DK is fast, but huge. Like, big, everywhere, just built. Uh, Watson is slimmer. Everything he does is a little bit more concise to the point. It's quick. It's explosive. Uh, didn't Jimmy say Didn't Jimmy say he doesn't go even go on social media? He doesn't really. He really doesn't. Florio is a lawyer. Of course, he lies. The most convincing argument by, by <laughs> Visa Facts. You're not wrong there. Not wrong there my gut says i need to use the bathroom well jan i'm not gonna lie i didn't need to know that nobody did nobody needs to know that you you go do you though tv no wonder knows when trey's gonna throw no no he doesn't he doesn't know that not a loud wind up just an elongated throwing motion that's that's all it is uh injuries affect all types of throw all styles of throwers well correct jimmy garoppolo is a perfect example of that he's someone who needs a base um, and tx 49ers welcome to the cutback crew my guy uh, if Jimmy has lower body injuries, um, it affects his ability to throw. Uh, and that's not true. Not all throwers. Injuries don't affect all types of throwers. Because I've, I've seen guys, I mean, Drew Brees had the thumb injury, the avulsion fracture, the same one that Jimmy had. It just affected his ability to throw downfield. Um, you know, Tom's played through injuries. Quarterbacks play through injuries all the time. Uh, but certain types of injuries to certain types of throwers can affect their abilities, especially if you're reliant on something. Like Cam Newton was an off, like an, an off-platform thrower. He didn't always have his feet set, you know, things of that nature, which meant it was a lot of upper body movement and shoulder and arm to get the ball, you know, flowing and moving. And he was an arm thrower. Kaepernick is a very similar type of thrower, an arm thrower. Um, but Kaepernick threw better from a base than anything else. So the minute you took the base away and he had lower body injuries, it affected him. Same thing with Cam. Cam didn't really throw off of a base. His footwork was terrible. Um, but the minute he had a shoulder injury, the thing he relies on most to make his throws, which is his arm and shoulders, um, his upper half, uh, 
negatively impacted who he was as a thrower. That's just interesting. What do you think of adding Brandon Cooks as Elvia Kenny? I love it. I absolutely love it. If the Niners can find a way, can find a way to get it done and get this guy in here without having to overpay, then get it done. Bring that speed in. What do you mean my guy Watson is not ranked in the top 10 wide receivers coming out? Dang near played against high school kids. I, I don't know what you mean, Dalla. I, I said he was going to go in the top 30. And it doesn't matter who you play against. It's, it's skill set, right? Like your, your, your skill set either is there, it exists, or it doesn't. And, and he toasted the high schoolers, right? He was significantly better than the high schoolers in like all of the clips. If he's playing against high schoolers, right, he should be significantly better. He, he was that. I'm just confused. I'm confused at what you're trying to get at. Going from Trinity to Lance is like going from Smith to Cap. Eh, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Alex Smith didn't throw to receivers. He checked down to running backs and tight ends. Debo Samuel, with Jimmy Garoppolo at the quarterback position, just had an insane season. Alex Smith never had a 1,000-yard wide receiver with the 49ers. Right? Very different quarterbacks. Kaepernick, very different quarterback than Trey Lance. Extremely different quarterback than Trey Lance. It's not the same. It's not the same. Trey Lance is not Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Alex Smith is not Jimmy Garoppolo. These things are not the same. They're just not. I'm not in that boat. Not in that boat. In my honest opinion, the most interesting year will be 2023 after Trey has started for a year and the league has tape on him the second year blues for most quarterbacks if Trey consistently improves and thumbs up Niners. Okay, we'll see. I always feel like the sophomore slump is, is the more real thing. His second year in the league is more telling. But you, you're not technically wrong. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what, what goes on here. Uh, but look, TCC, I'm going to wrap this thing up right now. If you had any more questions, uh, throw it is throw it in. Uh, it is reality. Why is it the same? You tell me then why it's the same. Jimmy Garoppolo is a different quarterback than Alex Smith in terms of what he likes. Different quarterback. And you're right, Crabtree. Crabtree, LOL. Crabtree did have a thousand. My bad. I always forget about, about Crabtree during those years because... You know, we expected more and didn't really get a whole lot out of, out of Crabtree other than a, some, a couple of seasons. And actually, I don't know. Did, did that happen? Let's see. I mean, I'm going to pull this up. I'm going to pull this up right now. But questions, TCC. Bring them. Bring the questions. I, I needs the questions. Bring me questions right now. Mm-hmm. He had one season of 1,000 yards. One season. One season. It was 2012, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the same year that Colin Kaepernick took over. Mm. 2012, Kaepernick takes over, starts seven games. So the only thousand yard season that Michael Crabtree ever had in San Francisco was the one season where Alex Smith didn't start. So there you go, Jimbo. <laughs> there you go, my guy. There you go. I hope he does well, though. I'd personally roll with Jimmy G says it's reality. I, I know a lot of people who feel that way. Um, anything is possible at this point for the 49ers. Do you think my guy would be available at 61? He probably would. I don't know if he should go at 61, but he probably would be available. He does have a lot of upside. A lot of upside. Tons of upside. Tons. 
Uh, teams may be waiting for Jimmy Shoulder to be healed before they sign him. Correct. Possibly true. Garoppolo threw five-yard passes to Debo, and he took it the rest of the way, says Mr. Corey. And Jimmy Garoppolo averaged almost 10 yards per throw. Yards per attempt was 10. Almost 10. Almost the entirety of the time he's been in San Francisco. The narrative of Jimmy Garoppolo as a check-down quarterback is kind of weird. It's kind of weird, because he's not. Like, there's, actually, there's actually things to be upset about with Jimmy Garoppolo. Him checking the football down is, is not one of them. Like, Jimmy checks the ball down when he's supposed to. Just because a team runs design screens that, that guys are executing and taking to the house is not actually a negative. It's not actually a negative on, on the 49ers. Right? It's not a negative on your quarterback. It's supposed to be a good thing. Most of the time, it's supposed to be a good thing. I, I don't know, though. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Do you think uh, I saw the Maijai one already? Vernon Davis, question mark? Well, Vernon Davis was a tight end, right? And I think my point was is that Alex Smith threw to his tight ends and checked down to running backs really well, but he didn't throw to his receivers well. Jimmy has thrown very well to his receivers, his tight ends, his running backs. I mean, it's just, I think they're different quarterbacks. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's a, I think that that the differences between Smith and Jimmy and the differences between Cap and Trey are apparent. They're very obvious. Trey throws with touch on his deep balls. Cap did not. Everything was a bullet. Everything Cap throws is a bullet. I think the only similarity that Trey and Cap have is that, is how hard they throw. That's, that's it. That's the only similarity. Outside of that, Cap was a speedy runner. Trey is a physical runner. Trey throws with touch deep. Kaepernick threw the ball on a line deep. Just different. I think they're just, I personally think they're different quarterbacks. I don't think it's fair to compare them to each other. I don't think it's fair to compare Jimmy to Alex. I don't think it's fair to compare Trey to Cap. I think they're different. I think the situation is different. And uh, I think they're just similar because of characteristics, right? The things people didn't like about Alex Smith are the things they don't like about Jimmy. They don't think he throws the ball deep. I think the things like about Trey is the big arm is the same thing they liked about Cap. The athleticism in the big arm. I think there's some similar characteristics, but I don't think they're the same. Like as as quarterbacks, they're not they're not the same. Anquan Bolden had over a thousand yards in 2013 and 2014. Eric Dane, you are correct. When Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback, the point still stands. I'm talking about with Alex Smith. When Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback in 2013, 2014, you were right. Anquan Bolden did have a thousand yards. Receivers did not have a thousand yards under Alex Smith. That was the point I was trying to make. Uh, Donald Johnson, Alex is better than Jim Rohn. Hey, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. I really do. Right now, Trey needs to work on touch, uh, so Trey doesn't really have touch yet. Howdy, he needs to work on touch underneath, right? I specified this. I said, touch on the deep ball. Deep ball touch he has. A la vis-a-vis the big throw in the preseason to Trent Shurfield. Vis-a-vis the ball he threw to Debo Samuel. That wasn't a rope, like on a line. It was, it was, it was a nice throw. It was a rope throw. With a lot of arm, but over the top of defenders. Like, put it in there with velocity. He has touch. He has touch. 100% has touch. It's just on the deep ball. He doesn't have it underneath. He doesn't know how to throw with touch underneath. He's always just slung that bad boy. And you know what? If I could throw that hard too, I would sling, <laughs> I would sling that bad boy as well. It also seems Trey is smarter. Trey definitely has a better football IQ than Kaepernick did. But part of that is system. Right, Kaepernick played in a pistol system that was not predicated on him being able to read the field, but predicated on one-two reads. And Trey Lance played at North Dakota State, where you were predicated on learning a pro-style offense, making calls, audibles at the line of scrimmage, 
right? I don't blame Kaepernick for not having fo- the same football IQ as Trey Lance. I credit the school Trey Lance went to and the coach he has. I guess that's just, that's how that works. Cap to the Hawks is a via? Possibly. It's possible. It is possible. Uh, look, TCC, this was a lot of fun this morning. It really was. I got to get back and get some stuff done in some other areas and avenues, but Kerry Hyder back to San Francisco. $1.5 million, one year, 750K guaranteed, 750K in sack bonuses for the man. We'll see if uh, Chris Kacerik is able to do it again with this dude. We'll see. I mean, 750K sack bonuses. I'm assuming it's going to be like 50K a sack. It's probably what it's going to be. Maybe 100K a sack, and they're hoping to get seven and a half sacks out of this guy this year. We're going to figure this out. We're going to figure figure this thing out. Me too. It's a flex to sling the ball like that. 100% it's a flex, man. 100% it's a flex. Did MBS sign with the Chiefs uh, after his meeting yesterday, or is he still a free agent? He's currently still a free agent, Ronnie. It hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. But TCC, make sure you hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't already as well. Hit that notification bell. That way you don't miss any more breaking news because you never know when it's going to come. You don't know when it's going to happen. You just, you just don't. Yesterday, I signed off. Within five minutes of me signing off yesterday, two more signings. So who knows? It could happen again. We'll see you for the next episode. We'll see you for the next breaking news throughout the day. And until that time, stay safe. And uh, remember, the right way is always the 49ers way.